Hi, I'm Joanne. I'm Shai. I'm Anton. And I'm Katie. And you're listening to Fandemonium, a podcast by the stands for the stands. Brought to you by Anima Podcasts. Welcome to Fandemonium, an animal podcast. Today, we're talking about BTS, one of the most popular and successful K-pop groups in the world. They're celebrating their 10th anniversary and composed of leader Kim Namjoon, Kim Sok Jin, Min Yoonggi, Jung Ha Sok, Park Jimin, Kim Taeyong, and John Jung Kok. These seven talented musicians have come a long way since they first debuted on June 13, 2013. They've released hit after hit, won countless awards, and toured the world. And it's really amazing to us fans to witness how they've grown and succeeded as a group and as individuals. For this episode, we're joined by four BTS fans who will each talk about their favorite member, or part of the vocal line. We'll hear about what makes each member special, why they're so beloved by fans, and what our guests have learned from BTS as a group. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our deep dive into the world of BTS. For our guests, I am very, very honored to introduce to you today our four army from Borahe from Manila. Representing Kim Sok Jin, we have first Jen Sales. She's 47 years old, group manager in operations and located in Las Piñas. Representing Park Jimin, we have attorney Emiko Escovilla. She's 30 years old and is an attorney at the Human Settlements Adjudication Commission and also a part-time faculty at the Ateneo de Davao College of Law and is located in Davao. Representing V, we have Melissa Ann Kionisala. She's 36 and is an HR executive in charge of recruitment from Las Piñas City. Last but not the least, representing our golden magnate Jungkook, we have Keith Villasenor. She's 27 years old, a senior recruiter from Cavite. Welcome, ladies. Nice to have you all here at Fandemonium. I'm going to focus first on Jen. She's representing, of course, Kim Sokjin, who's now in the military. And I have several questions for Jen. So, because you know Jin inside out, can you tell us how your bias rose to become the superstar worldwide handsome that he is? And how was it for you watching him go up and rise? He was in college when he was discovered by a big hit staff member at the bus stop at all places. Um, even then, his visual was already striking. He was studying acting at one of Korea's most prestigious universities, Kongkok University, where he was accepted a month and a half prior to the college entrance exam. So it must have been really impressive because one of the admissions requirements for the acting program was an audition. This was actually not the first time that he was scouted. Back in the day, he was scouted by SM Entertainment, but he thought that it was a scam, so he didn't go to the audition. Um, I also remember one interview where he recounted that the staff member said, Oh, you're so handsome. 
This is our boss, Bang Si Hyuk. When he sees you, his eyes will pop out. <laughs> of course, he was exaggerating for entertainment purposes. But, you know, our worldwide handsome confidence. <laughs> uh, but since he had no prior experience in singing or dancing, he worked harder than the rest of the members. He would practice in advance and he would often practice even after their sessions were over. Other members have also said that they could hear him practicing well into the night. Um, he had some insecurities, but his positive attitude and mindset helped him through it, which led to the Seeds of the Love Yourself campaign. And Epiphany was written for him by Bang Siok himself because he felt Jin, out of all the members, was mature enough to have experienced his own epiphany. Um, he's also a man of many talents, um, and in spite of being an introvert, he has ventured into hosting, going on variety shows himself, has composed heartfelt songs like um, Tonight, which he wrote for his pets that passed away. It was very sensitive of him to do so, um, which also endeared me to him. Um, he has released his own music, apart from dominating the music world with BTS as a group. Um, I, I think his resil resilience and positive attitude has been factors to his success. Um, currently, he's in the military, performing his mandatory military service. And even there, he has excelled. I was actually quite concerned before he enlisted, but it was all for naught. Um, while in basic training, he became the company commander, and after basic training, he applied and became one of the assistant training drill instructors. Uh, he was also a squad leader now and a peer counselor. So he's also on his way to becoming a corporal in September. When he said that Yong will do it first, he did it to perfection, and I am so proud of him. Out of all the boys, why Jin in particular? What kind of connected you to him? Tell us more about that. Like, what is it about Jin that kind of made you take a second look? Well, of course, he's very handsome. <laughs> but funny enough, he wasn't actually my first bias. My gateway to Bangtan was Jungkook. But as I've come to watch video content and concerts and read articles, I've come to love Jin's personality. Not just the funny Sook Jin, but the off-cam serious Sook Jin who takes care of his other members. Like, he's the Macme of his family, but he's the young of BTS. Even if sometimes he acts like a baby. He's very deep. He's not just the funny Sook Jin that we see. He's very introspective. And I think he's very witty because he can come up with retorts immediately. And even his dad jokes, which are, yes, very corny. But those are very witty jokes actually even if i don't get it sometimes <laughs> what he also said during the dear class of 2020 video resonated in me there was I, I think what what he said was he realized that the others other people's space was not his own and i could relate to that because there was a, at that same time i was comparing myself to others and i realized that we all have different paths and I wouldn't be as happy as I am now if I chose what I thought was ideal. I also like the, the conversation that he had on ITS with Yungi, where he was 
he he was giving him advice uh, that was one of the best episodes that I I've seen in ITS because they were very open to each other they listened to each other and gave advice that was great I love that episode so Jen what is your favorite memory of Jin now that he's in the military what what is the one video or photo of him that you keep going back to I actually have two favorite memories of Jin the first one I already mentioned earlier the one on one with um Yungi that was a good episode uh it was great it was epic I I loved it the second one would have to be his monthly messages to us I have a picture of him here in my workstation I have it here as a reminder that He's thinking of us, or he loves army so much. He made eighteen videos or or eighteen messages so that he can send one monthly, just as a reminder to us that hey, I'm still here and I'm thinking of you. So how sweet is that for him to think about us while he's serving? So that that endeared him to me more. And there's a funny anecdote about that. In our GC, we were always thinking when he would be coming up with those messages. Because for the first few ones, it's always been on the 14th. And then I researched, found out that every 14th in Korea is a holiday. So we thought that, ah, okay, that's why he would come up with uh, these messages or, or these videos every 14th. But we missed April 1st. We forgot that his favorite was April Fools. And I was excited for April actually because I was thinking it's going to be April 14th. My birthday is the 15th. So I was thinking, hey, I'm going to have uh, an early birthday gift from Jin. But but his message came out on April 1st. Um, Also, all his messages would be released at 12.04 p.m. Which is... uh, 12.04 being his birthday. So that's also sweet and well thought of for him. All right. So for our final question for Miss Jen, what is your most favorite? It's hard to pick, I know. But most favorite BTS song? Favorite BTS song? Very hard question. Um I tried the the Spotify thing where you would choose your top five BTS songs, and it took me about an hour before I could choose. And it's not even my my real top five because some of the songs that I was looking for, or I, I thought of, was not included on the list. Um, but I'm very partial to Japanese songs of BTS, so it was a toss up between "Let Go" and "Your Eyes Tell," but I choose "Let uh, Let Go" finally. After thinking hard about it, um, I, I love the, the melody. It's a very sad song, especially now. Um, when I heard it the first time after they said that they were going on a break, I really cried. I was really emotional because I said to myself, I'm not ready to let go of you guys. But when I see the video, <laughs> I also get confused because of the Hagodhita choreography. <laughs> so uh, when I would see that I, I I don't know if I would be sad because of the song or be happy because of what I see <laughs> so, but that's why Let Go is my favorite 
It's also my favorite BTS song of all time. I have memorized it, even though I've probably butchered the pronunciation. But it's just, it pierces the heart for me. Thank you so much for sharing about Jin. We now go to Park Jimin. And we have attorney Emiko. This evening, we have several questions as well for you. Basically the same as the questions we asked Jen. So for Jimin, can you tell us a little bit about how he rose to become the superstar that he is now? And how was it like for you as a Jimin stan watching him rise? Jimin is from Busan. He came to Seoul to Big Hit in May 2012. So basically, he was supposed to try out for the agency, not necessarily for BTS. But in the six months prior to 2013, he was able to show the agency that he really belonged in BTS. So that was how he became a member of BTS. The core memory, I think, of anyone who's ever been introduced to Jimin is really his portion in the choreography for No More Dream. In that choreography, he has to lift his shirt and expose his six-pack. So that's where all the um, chaos with respect to how amazing his body was, that's where it all began. But then in 2017, that was really when he was able to showcase his songwriting skills and his expertise in contemporary dance when he came up with Lie. And then from there, he... He had other successful songs like Serendipity, Promise, Filter, and of course, the most recent one with Face, his album, he was able to hit number one for the Billboard Hot 100 with Like Crazy. So how was it for you, Emiko, watching Jimin like achieve everything, including the top one in Billboard Hot 100. How was it for you watching him? He said, last festa, right? I'm not a solo artist. I'm a part of a group. And yet he just basically showed everyone, yes, he can be a solo artist. How was it for you watching him? As a fan, your first reaction will always be to be proud of how your bias was able to attain that level of success because you know how hard he worked for that success. But the more, the deeper part of it was really, to me, it was so moving how he was able to achieve that success while at the same time finding his identity, his color. Because if you look at some of his interviews, especially um, in the making scenes of Love Yourself Soul, there was a portion where he was asked to talk to his former self. And in that interview, he said, well, he was apologetic that his former self had to work hard, but he said that hurry up and become me and you will discover just how amazing you can be. In that, in that particular interview, that was when I appreciated just how much he struggled as a person to find his identity, his color, and to see that entire process also moved me so deeply because it sent the message to me that it's really difficult to find yourself 
your identity, your color in this world. But if you just persevere, you go through the struggle and overcome it, one of these days, you'll finally find out who you are. And when you get to that point, you should hold on to that identity that you discovered and be proud of that and be comfortable with that identity. I guess that's also the reason why he's your bias. Why? Why Jimin? Why Jimin of all? By the way, shabang yung gateway bias and forever bias? Or may iba ka pang gateway? To be honest, my gateway bias was V, the soulmate. <laughs> because when I first watched Dynamite, I could not get over the fact that someone could look that good in a green three-piece suit. But as I went through their contents, I watched. My introduction, basically, of them was In the Soup 1 and Bon Voyage 1. So I was watching these two shows simultaneously. And in both series, Jimin just happens to lose his luggage. So at first, I thought, how clumsy can someone be? How silly. But eventually, as I dove deeper into everything that they did, it occurred to me, or I realized that Jimin was such a warm person. He was so affectionate, and he really gave meaning to the relationships that he had, especially with the members. Like, when it was shared that Jimin was the first one to insist on celebrating birthdays, that he was the first one to create the tradition of giving gifts. I especially liked that about him because it's not that often that you see guys who are as affectionate physically and uh, through words no, to their friends and it just makes you it just gives you that warm feeling really and even to army jimin is so sweet like if it's a cold winter day he'll say it's cold outside don't forget to bring your jacket or don't don't um, stay out in the cold don't get sick things like that so that kind of affection it really drew me to him made me love him even more so that's why jimin is my bias wow and the perfect segue to the next question is what is your favorite memory of Jimin and BTS. My favorite memory of Jimin with BTS, it's not just one, but three. First was when they sang him happy birthday in Amsterdam. Um, they were singing him happy birthday and Jimin just ran down from the main stage to the thrust stage into Jin's open arms and they just hugged all the members, Jimin, they just hugged. And then in Saudi Arabia, they also sang him happy birthday, but Jimin couldn't understand what was going on. So Hobie told him, we're singing you happy birthday, but in the local language. So he was so happy that he ran around the stage and jumped, saying that he was so happy and thank you. And then last year in Yet to Come Busan, I couldn't believe that we were also able to sing him happy birthday in person. So that will forever remain in my core memory as a lucky chance that I got to be able to sing him happy birthday in person. Okay, thanks for that. And the last question for you is, what is your favorite BTS song? 
My favorite BTS song was already my favorite even before I found out that it was also Jimin's favorite. But when I learned about that later on, sabi ko talaga, ah, kaya pala, siya nga bias ko. <laughs> so, um, my favorite BTS song is Epilogue Young Forever. It comes from my favorite album, Huayang Yonhua, Young Forever. The reason why Epilogue Young Forever is my favorite BTS song, when I looked up the lyrics, I understood then what the song actually meant. And I realized that it was one of their first songs where they were able to talk about how they were really grateful to be able to perform in front of audiences. But at the same time, they had that anxiety that they might not be able to do it forever. But even if that were the case, they still wanted to pursue their dream of becoming artists. It really embodied how they looked at that moment as their most beautiful moment in life. Thank you so much, Emiko, for sharing your sentiments about Jimin, that beautiful boy. We now go to our next guest, Mel Kianisala, who's representing the Kim Taeyong. So the first question that I asked everyone is, can you tell us how Kim Taeyong rose to become the superstar that he is? And as a fan of V, how was it like for you watching him rise? Siguro, what I can say is he was patient and he trusted the process really. And the trusted big hit, the members. He was patient. He trusted that he needed to be a hidden member first. You know, I, I could just imagine how, like, how in get he could be when, when the boys are starting to making content, but he was staying at the sidelines, you know, cheering them from behind the camera. But he waited. He trusted um, that he needed to, to do that first. And when he was given, uh, when it was his time already, when he was finally revealed, when the people learned that BTS was a group of seven and not just six, he did his best. You know, I think it also goes with not just V, but with the rest of the boys. They were really extremely hardworking, passionate. Really, they they focused on their goals, really, and had their eyes on what they really want, and they did really their best. So, Sigurd, if if I will be given a chance, if if I could turn back time, you know, I'll be standing them since twenty thirteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, V also is a superstar in front of the camera, diba? With Warang and now, oh, yeah, you know, all these, all the, oh, he's showbiz and mm. he has a face that really is so unique that mm. is just, you can't argue with it. Like, pogi talaga si V. And so, mm. as, a v, as a V stan, how does that make you feel that V is so like ubiquitous and so I guess powerful, right? If you if you think about it, he has a quiet confidence to him. How does how does that make you feel watching him? Every time I'll see photos of me, I don't Hindi enough yung ang guwapo nito. 
Minsan yes. nakakaiyak. Parang, grabe dito nakakaiyak na. <laughs> Kahit walang makeup eh. Yes, remember in one of uh, his short Beaver's life, he was bagong gising very that time, pero what? How can somebody <laughs> look that good ng bagong gising? Ako, pag bagong gising ako, I wouldn't taste anybody. <laughs> so I guess my question is, out of all the boys, what made V your bias? What kind of connected you to him and what resonated mm-hmm. about V? Like a trait mm. that he possesses, right? That mm. makes you say, iba siya. Mm. <laughs> well, just like Zen and Emiko, he wasn't my gateway. <laughs> he wasn't the first member that I noticed. It was Zeke that I noticed first. But there was this one episode in one of their reality series in this week, wherein he was on the boat in the middle of the lake was listening to Blue and Gray. So parang siya po, dun po masakat kayo niyo, oh, sarap alagaan nito. <laughs> this boy so precious. And then I learned that he was one of the lyricists of that very wonderful song. But siguro if I could pinpoint to you, that would be, maybe we will all agree, it would be his quirkiness. And like that unique charm, that unique way of thinking. And how he was just really unbothered. Alam natin. Yes. <laughs> he was unbothered. unbothered yeah. Parang, he remained true. He'll do whatever it is that he wants to do. He won't do if he doesn't like it. Diba? Parang, That's right. Uh, like what I've mentioned, Bagong Army pala ako, I started standing the voice in 2021. So hindi pa ako nakaka-experience ng birthday live. Maybe. You know, parang every year mag-iintay ka, but nah, he doesn't like to do it. <laughs> And that's so true, you no? Know? So what is your favorite memory of V uh, and BTS? Yes. Well, my my favorite memory of the boys wouldn't involve seeing them personally. Like, you know, attending the concerts. We haven't experienced that yet. Um, it was during the time that I was starting to stand them. So I have this pictured in my head. So parang to me, it was, I was really in a, in a dark place, wondering for quite a long while now, overstaying na in that dark place. And then in my peripheral, I saw an array of light. And then when I turned, it was a door. You know how? A close, it was a closed door, but it was so bright inside that, that the lights were coming out from, from the small openings of the door. And then the door slowly opened. Then I saw seven wonderful men inviting me to get in. So I walked slowly and then entered. So I was, I pictured it like you door at the back of me was slowly closing and that symbolizes me leaving that dark past and inside inside the door was just everything beautiful like beautiful in terms of loving myself discovering myself still being afraid of discovering new things but doing it anyway having the courage to to discover and to me that that's memorable because that's the start of The, the happy fan girl that I am now. 
Yay. So, <laughs> so I guess safe to say that V and BTS have brought so much joy to your heart ever yes. since you discovered mm-hmm. them. I know it's hard, but you mm-hmm. have to pick a song. What would it be? What's your favorite mm-hmm. BTS song? True that it's really hard to pick, pick a song. Would be Zero O'Clock. It's a vocal line. I like how they say that at the end of the day, when the clock strikes 12, it's going to be a new day for every one of us. Even if we have committed a lot of mistakes, wrong decisions today, we were disappointed today, but then when the clock strikes 12, you'll have a new day and then you will be a better person because you were carrying the knowledge that you have gained in the days before. So, Beautiful. yeah, that, that would be it. <laughs> Every 12 midnight is a reset. Mm. And I yes. guess, I, I don't know about you guys, like, to me, that's one of the most beautiful things about BTS. Their songs just don't talk about romantic love. They're They're much more, you know, like, in tune with humanity, like the rest of humanity, not just one love, which is romantic love and loss, but all kinds of love and everything else in between, even societal ills. They can talk about so many things that are taboo and make them sound cool with their upbeat yes. music. And of course, the hagod-hagod. Siyempre, masaya din tayo sa mga hagod-hagod. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mel. So I guess, segue na yung hagod-hagod to our most precious golden magnate, Jungkook, and represented by Keith Villasenor. So, Keith, for your first question, can you tell us how your bias rose to become the superstar that he is and how it was like watching him rise? Personally speaking, po, uh, JK had no room for complacency. Um, he was trained by a new glue agency. Hence, he had to work 10 times harder because we all know we have different companies in South Korea that are really well known. And we we all know that Big Hit isn't one of those. And also, he had to work 10 times harder because first, he need to debut. And then second, he need to survive the unknown of whether they will thrive as a K-pop group or not. And I just want to share, although he's not the only idol doing this, did you know that he practices singing while running on a treadmill? And ang selling point po kasi dito is JK, um, knowing JK, um, he has this habit where he's gonna do it over and over and over again until such time as he's satisfied. So imagine... Sobrang strenuous no uh, activity na yun. But then again, he needed that to, you know, to be able to um, debut. And how old was he when he debuted? He was like 13 ba? No naman. Just 15. And how was it like? You know, of course, he's the lead vocal. He's always so stable. Kung mga pambato yan sa lahat kahit na sa sports fest, sa fiesta. Alam mo yung... Pambato siya and mahal na mahal siya ng mga kuya niya. And how was it like for you, Keith? Looking at him, just, you know, dreamers, di ba? All alone in that big, big stage and just conquering it. And then 
doing so many other things in between. How was it like for you as a JK stan watching him? Um, just to share, po, I am an army for eight years now, so I can really testify that he hasn't changed one bit. So he's still that same um super humble human being, and I feel like um him being grounded. He is definitely what uh, that is definitely one of the reasons why he is where he is now. Um, yung makita mo lang siyang magbow to people ng 90 degrees or simpleng tulungan lang yung mga staff during award shows. Um, yun po. I think that goes to show that he really has a pure heart, and I can imagine how nice it would be to have at least one jungle in your life. Oo nga, God naman, di ba? Damihan mo naman yung jungle. Lord. Kaya niya naman palang gumawa ng Jungkook. <laughs> Times 1 billion, please. <laughs> Tapos, I can also remember, hindi man tinanggap yung burgers niya. OMG, sorry for bringing this up. I can still watch the whole video of that because talagang nasasaktan yung heart ko. Pero, um, he still went out of his way to finish the shoot despite feeling neglected or not wanted. So, witnessing all the ups and downs throughout My magic shop journey. There's really a sense of fulfillment seeing him out dream his dream. Because from muggles giving them a complete black ocean during their performance before to having the brightest, purplest galaxy ocean in every concert that they do, I can say na sobrang worth it lahat ng obstacles na naranasan niya. As in 100% clap back to those who underestimated them. Yes, I think for BTS and for Jungkook, success is the best revenge. No need to get back at haters. Just do your best and continue to shine, diba? So out of all the boys, why JK in particular? Was he your gateway bias as well? I mean, you're an army for eight years. So I'm sure na, na immerse ka na talaga sa mundo ng BTS and you love them all. No po, it was really dreaming. Yun po, kasi yung fire, sobrang yung 3 and 33, uh, 3 minutes and 33 seconds, that took me away. Yung, yung parang dance break ni Jimin sa fire, so yun. Siya po talaga. But then, ganito po kasi yan. JK is like, ano, my very own fictitious Wattad character kasi. Kasi parang physical-wise, para siyang boy next door, circa 2015. Diba po, parang very high school crush ng bayan and then na heartbroken siya. Kunwari, lumipad ng US to move on. Tapos bumalik ng 2019. Pero bad boy na siya pagdating with tattoos, showcasing his tattoos left and right with dark, long, curly hair. And that's exactly how I picture my ideal guy. But personality-wise, he's just so free-spirited. People, I was born to break standards. I'll do what I want to do because... Nobody owns me. He, he's not someone who conforms po eh. Parang, I can do live while sleeping. Ganun po. Just recently po, di ba? And then I'm just so thankful na ganun siya because he found his identity. So Keith, what is your favorite of all the memories? Your f- most favorite memory of JK and BTS? I actually have two favorite memories. One with me in it and... Um, the second one, uh, mem- a core memory among the boys. So my f- favorite personal memory po, um, was to watch them in person for the first time. 
So for me, that's Wingster in Manila 2017. Wow. And I think all the other succeeding concerts are second best na lang. So there's really a difference po talaga when you get to watch a concert of your bias for the first time. Parang iyak na may kasamang fan chat, ganun. So, and then you literally see yourself um, before before the concert, like watching lang on screen, ganyan. And then ngayon, kinakanta na at sinasayawan ka na. And um, during that time, nagtatagalog pa sila because they were in Manila. Tapos, um, and also for the memory within the group lang po, um, I remember they did bungee jumping in Bon Voyage, New Zealand, where JK did the thing while being hung upside down. And then you can see on the members' faces that they were amused, worried, scared, and proud all of the same time. So, very, nagmelt lang, nagmelt lang po yung heart ko. And then ko na feel that they really share a strong bond. Because I know, and I'm sure that um, wherever Jungkook may go in the future and he decides to look back, I know that, ano, meron siyang six na hyungs na, nasa back lang niya always. Love him so much. Okay. For the final question, Keith, what is your most favorite BTS song? Only one. I know it's hard. Super unprecedented po nitong song na to. I, I super duper love Not Today. And it holds a special place in my heart because it's the first song I've ever heard of live. But that's not the only reason why Not Today is my favorite. Um, The song is also energetic and intense because they talk about social issues and injustices. And for an uh, and for a Filipino like me, where oppressions happen left and right, um, yung lyrics po na all the underdogs in the world, a day may come when we lose, but it is not today. So today we fight. So I super, super resonate with that. So I hope Mr. Not Today gets the recognition that he deserves. So that's my favorite po. <laughs> si Queen Spring Day pa rin daw. <laughs> Wow, all right. Thank you so much, ladies, Jen, Mel, Emiko, and Keith for joining us tonight in Fandemonium. I truly, truly appreciate you sharing your time and your thoughts with everyone in the in this podcast episode. So that's all the time that we have. Thank you so much for listening and for joining us as we discuss the vocal line. Tune in next episode where my guests will talk about their favorite, the rap line. Thanks so much. And till next episode, this is Joanne from Borahe from Manila. Bye! Thanks for listening to this episode of Pandemonium. If you enjoyed, feel free to drop us a follow or leave a rating. To get to know us better, you may find us on our socials. At Anton Holmes, Holmes as in Sherlock Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-S. At Borahe from Manila on Facebook, IG, and Twitter. At KMC Dupat on IG and TikTok. And at Shai Lagarde, that's S-H-A-I-L-A-G-A-R-D-E. And be sure to follow Anima at Anima Pods. This has been Fandemonium. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in the next one.